4: Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
1: You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on v Prime Primetime.
0: We welcome you back in. It is our number two V Sin Prime Time on a Friday night from downtown Las Vegas, our Circa Sportsbook Studios, alongside Sean King. I'm Ben Wilson, filling in for Tim Murray, who's uh, look on day number four of the show, already taking time off. But Sean's here, and you're ready to go because your your game of the night is about to kick off. Vitek minus six. So he's probably listening. Probably listening right now. Tim Murray. So set to join us. We think in about a half hour or so. We'll talk some NFL here in just a couple of minutes with Gilbert Mar- Marzano. Uh, so that is the one game. Vot minus six at Old Dominion kicking off as we speak. That's right the cash now,
6: in with King play of the night. Cash
0: in with King yep. play of the night. Also about to kick off. This will close 21 and a half. Basically market wide is Michigan State laying that against Western Michigan. Uh, 54 and a half your total in that one. Total in Votech, Old Dominion 48 and a half. I'm not gonna be able to talk you into betting on the on the goat to Serena tonight. She tries to keep no, her not playing tennis. career I'm going.
6: I'm I'm pulling for Serena,
0: but I'm not. Pulling. Okay.
6: Yeah, She's I don't a, know she, why tennis is on our TVs. <laughs> it was early, because I was yeah. sweating
0: a tennis bet, which, which is yes, looking good. Let's bring good sorry, son. sorry. Serena, minus 139, by the way. That's circa. Uh, let's go out to L.A. Gilbert Manzano, who covers the L.A. Rams, a first-year beat reporter there now for the Southern California uh, News Group. We're going to talk to uh, Gilbert here in just a second, uh, but it'll be great to get his insights. Uh, before we get to Gilbert, though, what, Tank's I thought Tank brought up a really interesting point where he compared this whole concept of Matthew Stafford and the elbow issues we've heard about to what we saw in the preseason last year with Jamar Chase and how the drops were just this overblown media thing that bared no weight whatsoever. How how much of a comp and how much do you give that sway, at least, when you think about what we've heard and he hasn't really been throwing and the elbow's been shut down? It does sound like you're concerned. Do you think that's a real,
6: a real thing, though, to at least keep in mind going into the start of this year? I, I don't think so. I just think you're looking at a situation where they won a Super Bowl, so they played... More games than everyone else but Cincinnati. So that means they practice more than everyone else but Cincinnati. So he's getting older now. He's a veteran, 10-plus years, I think, in the National Football League. So you give guys like that a little downtime. You don't need to see them throw in OTAs, and you don't need to see them take every rep in training camp. So I just think this is a precautionary deal. Right. I think they have outstanding personnel on offense. I think they have a chance. You're going to get Cam Akers now, a whole another year removed from injury. They added Allen Robinson. I'm excited, you know, about this Rams
0: offense. You're 15 Mm -hmm. for the guy, Stafford, who was a rookie all the way back now in uh, 2008. So, with that, we welcome in uh, Gilbert Manzano. Give him a follow at gmanzano24. Uh, So, this, I'm sure it's interesting for you, Gilbert, taking over again. You can read his work, Orange County Register, LA Daily News, with that uh, Southern California News Group. First year coming in as a beat reporter, team fresh off of a a Super Bowl season. Uh, We were having the conversation here on on Matthew Stafford and what the realistic expectations will be, and and is it overblown at all? of the injury concerns. What have you seen from being around that team now? All of camp and getting ready here for the start of the season.
7: Yeah, hopefully you guys could hear me. Uh, uh, You know, I'm over here and thousand. Oaks, so kind of bad Wi-Fi, but uh, if you guys could hear me, uh, it it was a little overblown. The Matthew Stafford stuff, you know, from the beginning, I I think it was just the words that Sean McVay was saying, you know, abnormal learning on the fly. It's a baseball injury. Uh, and then you saw him practice, and he was practicing fully. He was making all the throws that he always does. Uh, great throws to Cooper Cup. Great throws to Allen Robinson. Great throws to Ty- Tyler Higby. So uh, I think it was maybe an overblown kind of story because of the words that Sean McVay said. Uh, but from then to the joint scrimmages against the Bengals, he's been fine. He looks like Matthew Stafford to me.
6: You know, Gilbert. Speaking of Allen Robinson, this is by far the most accomplished and talented quarterback. That the receiver has ever played with, you know, has he talked to you guys about what it's like now? How is it different that he has a quarterback that's elite finally in his career?
7: Yeah, no, that's going to be an interesting kind of relationship between those two guys. And uh, you know, Matthew Stafford's always had you know a big body receiver going back to the Detroit days with Calvin Johnson or Marvin Jones. So uh, it's going to be a, a kind of a, a good development to see between those two, and you saw it early on with Allen Robinson and uh, Stafford in training camp, you know, Robinson was very dominant. I think maybe he had like a couple feel-out days, and then after that, he just took off. He uh, was putting putting a lot of work on the rookie DBs, uh, just making his presence felt, uh, but yeah, on the flip side, it's definitely going to go a long way for Robinson you know, with, with a elite with a quarterback like, like Stafford, so that's definitely one, one of the big uh, takeaways for this year.
0: Gilbert Manzano joining us from Thousand Oaks at uh, Rams. Uh, camp right now where they're getting ready to take on the Buffalo Bills. It's such a fascinating way to start the year Gilbert for a defending Super Bowl champ. We're usually used to that defending champ being big touchdown to 10 point favorites and facing a weaker team at home to start the year. But you get the Super Bowl favorites at home to start the season. Question marks abounding on Matthew Stafford. Betting market has bet this up. Bills are now favored by two and a half in most spots. Uh, what are the expectations? Just being around camp and, and being around your fellow reporters there uh, for how this Rams team will match up with Buffalo there, Week One on Ring Night in L.A. at the SoFi there as home underdogs.
7: Yeah, you know it was interesting. I actually was just writing about that today. You know, kind of like it feels like a, a matchup that's too good for Week One, like a Super Bowl preview, and 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 it's a lot of a lot of praise for the Buffalo Bills and maybe some kind of you know. I wouldn't say disrespect, but a little forgotten, forgotten for the Rams. They are the defending Super Bowl champions. They're going to have their, their banner at SoFi Stadium, the whole ceremony. But everybody's talking about Josh Allen and the coin flip. And he was just that great in that playoff game. It's the Chiefs and they're very stacked. You know, old friend Von Miller, uh, Stefan Diggs, you know, Gabe Davis. So they're, they're very talented. So uh, it's funny. Even Sean McVay has noticed kind of the outside praise because he mentioned it in the presser today. Yeah, this excellent Bills team being picked by everybody. And I don't think it was like bulletin board material. It's more like, yeah, these people are right. The Bills are really good. So uh, it is a very good primetime matchup. But it's kind of like, hey, don't forget that the Rams added Allen Robinson and Bobby Wagner. So uh, it's going to be a very close game. But, you know, a lot of pressure, and a lot of hype, especially before a ceremony with, with a banner and all that. So you kind of look out for the Super Bowl hangover kind of thing.
6: You know, good, what I haven't heard anyone ask this question, and I know McVay is the creator. I mean, he's the orchestrator. But will he miss Kevin O'Connell? Is there anything that Kevin O'Connell did that he has to find a replacement for now that he's the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings?
7: Yeah, you know, not not sure how that's gonna be, you know, in terms of transition wise, because Sean McVay, you know, calls all the plays, and and he knows Liam Cohen. Like, you know, Liam went to Kentucky for a bit, and and he brought him back for a reason because he wanted somebody who, who knew the the system, knew how things are, how to operate. But you know, Sean McVay gave Liam, you know, the play calling duties in the preseason. He just wanted to kind of just be like, hey, give me some some scout reporters and stuff like that, and help out with the plays. So I think there is gonna be kind of a development there. Uh, you know, there's kind of like theories about maybe you know, you know, running more this year and using, you know, Cam Akers and there Henderson and using a big body receiver like Adam Robinson. So as you guys know, in the NFL, you got to be willing to adjust and evolve because people watch tape, they catch up. So you got to have, you have to tinker, tinker with some things. And I think the, the Rams are known for the personnel 11 personnel 11 with three receivers, but I wouldn't be surprised. They, they tinker with, with Liam, you know, helping out as an OC and try to utilize more of the running game and utilize more of the big body receiver in uh, Robinson.
0: Yeah, Especially, too, with the Rams having a target on their back this season. We just saw as well earlier this week, Gilbert, what San Francisco did. They keep Jimmy Garoppolo with somewhat of an insurance policy. He's still there. Trey Lance is going to be the day one guy. We've seen how the Rams are favored, but only just to come out of the NFC West. What's your perception just as you've gotten ready for uh, the prep and being so close to the sun there in, uh, in LA and, and tracking this whole division? How do you think see the Niners, the Cardinals matching up in a division uh, with the Rams coming off that the Super Bowl championship?
7: Yeah, you know, I, I think, I, you know, it starts with, with the 49ers. Again, that's the biggest rival for the Rams. You know, they couldn't get over the Kyle Shanahan hump for, for a couple of games and they did in the NFC title game and, and it worked out in the best moment for them. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be unknown with Trey Lance, the quarterback there, but they still have Kyle Shanahan, the system, the plays, all that, uh, you know, yeah. a very good defense, you know, with Nick Bosa. So I think that should be the biggest threat. And, and how do you defend an, an unknown guy in Trey Lance, who is also a lot more mobile than Jimmy Garoppolo. So that, that's, that's going to be kind of a, a development there, uh, with the Cardinals, they're a little tricky. I, I can't get a feel for them. They, they play great. They start off strong with Kyler Murray and Kingsbury. And they usually kind of fall off in the second half. Have they gotten over that little hump there of, you know, when teams adjust, can can they adjust as well? And the Seahawks, you just don't know what's going to happen with Geno Smith. We've seen the the Geno movie before in in various places. It usually doesn't work out. So I think the Seahawks are probably at the bottom of the division. But I wouldn't be surprised if if it's a, a competitive division with the Cardinals, Rams, and 49ers.
6: You know, with all that being said, Gilbert, it almost feels as though the Rams should have a chip on their shoulder. I mean, being the defending Super Bowl champs, no one's talking about the Rams. You know, it's all Buffalo. You know, it's all, you know, Denver. It's AFC West. You're there on on site. Inside the building, are they kind of taking like a we're being disrespected approach?
7: You know, I haven't got that sense just yet. It kind of feels like they're handling their own business. And, And the first thing was like, okay, we got to the mountaintop. How, how do you do it again? And I think, you know, they set that tone pretty early, you know, with, with guys or, you know, like Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford, a, adding a Bobby Wagner who who got so close to repeating as a champion, he, you know, he didn't get that done because of a Malcolm Butler, uh, but he got pretty close. And he could tell people, Hey, this is what it takes to have a target on your back and people are forgetting about you or whatever. So that's kind of a big thing. So when you have, you know, Aaron Donald, you know, putting up the intensity every single day, there's no excuse for the rest of the guys. But, you know, in terms of kind of, you know, being forgotten or disrespect, I haven't got that sense yet, but maybe when, you know, Wednesday or Tuesday rolls around and talking about Josh Allen 24 seven, maybe they'll, they'll bring that up as material. But I think so far in terms of, you know, super Bowl, hangover, have we been forgotten? That stuff I don't mm-hmm. think they really care about right now. And yeah,
0: give him a follow at G Monzano 24 Gilbert Manzano joining us from Thousand Oaks, talking all things LA Rams. The Rams beat writer this year for uh, the Southern California News Group. Really appreciate it, Gilbert. Going to enjoy uh, Thanks, reading man. and listening to your stuff. work here. Should be a really fun season, I know, for you two covering that team out in LA. Thanks, man.
1: This is V Prime Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on V the Sports Betting Network.
0: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not only today's action, but future events as well. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every
3: home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a... Base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary. At Bet 21 plus only. Must be President Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred Gambler.
2: I'm Katia Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last twenty-five years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
4: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
5: At LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.
0: All betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. A punt for Virginia Tech. Punts for Michigan State. That's how we start the two games here. at The 7 o'clock Eastern window. Hopefully a
6: muff punt by Old
0: Dominion. But Old Dominion forced to punt as well. As we welcome you back with the QB, Sean King. I'm Ben Wilson, filling in for Tim Murray who is also with us on the show right now. So go figure that one out. My God, man. Uh, We're glad to have my partner
6: in crime. uh, There he is. He's gallivanting across the country, you know, from private, you know, landing strip to private landing strip, you know, can you refute that, uh, that rumor, Tim real quick.
1: Yeah. I was on a fully packed Southwest flight to the <laughs> wonderful city of Indianapolis. Thank you very much, Sean. Not all of us got to play in the NFL and have millions of dollars.
6: Hey man, look, when you marry, right, man, you marry good. I get it.
3: <laughs>
6: a, one way.
0: First off, Tim, I know we, we want to get into your, uh, your best bets here for the week one slate. Uh, as we know from last night and Sean was telling us this, he did not see the end of the Purdue Penn state game. He was on the air. He did not want to reserve judgment for David Brahms play calling. Yeah. I know you guys both lost by the hook. What, what was your breakdown and what were your thoughts on the, on the coaching decisions we saw final five, six minutes of that game there in West Lafayette?
1: Well, that's actually why I came to Indianapolis is to uh, Ah. find my way to West (laughs) Lafayette to, to give Jeff Brahm a piece of my mind uh, because it was embarrassing. I mean, what an absolute joke. Uh, first off the end of the first half was a, it was a nightmare. I mean you're up, you're up you're down 14 to 10 you're driving you fumble and then somehow some way a broken play leads to a touchdown so you're down 11 at the half. Come back take the lead get not one but two stops with under 8 minutes to go in the fourth quarter and I know Mitch Moss was fired up about it I was too. Sean called me last night like what happened here? I mean is there they're allergic to running the football? They ran one time and that led to the only timeout Penn State had to use, just an absolute disaster uh, by Purdue. And, of course, as I was texting with many people, you know a four-point loss was coming, and sure enough, a four-point loss was, was the result.
6: I actually got a little more frustrated. I did not watch the whole game. When I watched the highlights, you know, you can go on YouTube and, you know, type the game in and it shows you the highlights because it seemed like the Purdue running back, King, I think is his first name, was having a lot of effective runs, at least on the highlights. Like, I wonder, did, did you listen to the post game presser? Did Did Brom explain why? And listen, Aiden O'Connell's a really good player, so I can get wanting to put the, the 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 game in his hands. But did did he mention why he didn't utilize King in those situations?
1: Uh, I did not. I was in a fit of rage. So uh, I, I didn't want to, uh, I was done with Purdue. No, uh, no, but it was just, you think back and you know, for those who bet it, and if you were on Penn state, Hey, congratulations, uh, nice win for you. Never in doubt, but they're running crossing patterns. I mean, the thing about it, Sean, is that Penn State's strength coming into this year is their secondary. So that might be a little worrisome for those folks uh, who are Nittany lion fans out there, because I thought Purdue and look, Jeff Brom is a good play caller. And you know, they don't have four or five stars. I mean, Charlie Jones was getting open. He's a six year senior, former walk on at Iowa uh, became a really good special teams guy, but hit the transfer portal, Iowa picked him up and he was tremendous. But at the end of the day, they could have figured out all they needed really was one or maybe two first downs and they get it. I mean, guys, there was two and a half minutes to go first and 10 from their own 41 yard line. And they somehow find a way to lose. And of course, when they punt it away, they can't pin him down mm-hmm. close. They get a touchback. Yeah. So, yeah, it was not great. Not great. Good start to my uh, vison.com write-ups as uh, Purdue with three and a half. Uh, flush
6: it right down the toilet. Flush it right People down. People understand uh, losing yeah. by, by the hook. I mean, that it's, was it,
0: it, it comes <laughs> with It comes with the territory. At least for Sean. He's off to a good start tonight. Grant Wells, 18-yard touchdown run as we're sitting here. Four-play touchdown drive there. So the Wells era in Blacksburg off to a good start. 7 nothing Hokie. Sean Lane, the sixth tonight. Did you have anything on uh, on the short Friday card here, Tim, or do we want to just get straight into our uh, your Saturday best bets here?
1: Uh, I did take a little on ODU earlier in the week at seven Mm. and a half. So if we could figure out a way uh, to middle this puppy, can we just like have a rainstorm right now and just seven, nothing. We're good. You know, both of us are happy and we, we walk away both victorious.
6: Well, here's why I started cashing with King because Ben didn't bet it and it was my one play. You bet earlier in the week. So you get a slight pass, but I like Virginia tech by two plus touchdowns. So I don't think it's going to be close Well, they have a lot of experience returning. Uh, I do like the fact that they got the one issue that Justin Fuente couldn't get fixed. For some reason, they got rid of Hendon Hooker. Quarterback position was never sustainable from that point on. But Brent Pry understood what was there and brought in Grant Wells, an experienced, productive player from Marshall. That was why I was so high on Virginia Tech. Also, this is a revenge game. And I know Virginia Tech has has beaten ODU since 18 when they lost. But for Brent Pry. First game as the head coach, back in a place he's very familiar with. He brought up that 2018 game a lot. His guys are ready to go tonight. This isn't one of those situations where they're overlooking Old Dominion. Like, they'll be ready to play, and they've looked like it so far. Hopefully, you know, they can finish off the game.
1: Look, at Yeah, we'll guy. see. I mean, o- Old Dominion, you know, uh, a team that, uh, you know, more so, you know, Adam Burke, who wrote it up for veason.com, we talked about mm-hmm. it on the VEASAN college football betting podcast, talked about. The experience coming back for ODU, the familiarity, obviously Ricky Ronnie, uh, the head coach at Old Dominion and Brent Pry were together at Penn State. So there's that familiarity. It's at Old Dominion and uh, Old Dominion brings back 17 starters. So uh, we'll see what happens. As you see, uh, I know the live line is going to pop up, Uh, you know, Virginia Tech now laying 10 and a half. So uh, good start for Sean, and uh, we'll see if uh, we can middle this puppy and uh, Virginia Tech can win by seven.
0: A hey, long, long way to go in that. Hey, look, Sean, just a lot of conviction, which I always appreciate on yeah. this show. Coming out, boom, laying it, laying it down but uh, this, pretty much. Right this
6: right. game's already started. Uh, obviously, Tim's on the wrong side. I'm on the right <laughs> side. But five minutes in. <laughs> tomorrow, we have a our first full slate of Saturday contests. Does anything jump out for the junior genius? Is there anything you're salivating over uh, getting a chance to wager on tomorrow on this college football slate?
1: Yeah, I got a couple games uh, in pocket. We talked about it a little bit last night. I talked about it last week on the show, uh, which was Texas State taking on Nevada. Nevada's awful. Uh, and, you know, last week when we had the nightcap, uh, Jared Smith was in studio. And I said, take it now because it's going to go away. Texas State is now a favorite. So that's not a play necessarily that you want to roll with now, uh, considering Texas State is, uh, is a favorite against Nevada. One game that really intrigues me is uh, is Appalachian State hosting North Carolina. Uh, I, I took uh, the boys from Boone uh, earlier this week uh, when they were a slight underdog at even money on the money line. Uh, I know that line has, has flipped a little bit. App State is now a one and a half point favorite. Uh, yeah, I think App State, you know, takes this one from North Carolina. Uh, this is a huge opportunity for Appalachian State. Sean Clark's squad is is bringing back a lot of talent. Uh, you know, Chase Bryce still a uh, still a college quarterback somehow, some way, and they've got two running backs. You know that rushed for over 2,000 yards combined last year, got a really quality offensive line. Uh, You know, we'll see UNC. I think is capable guys of putting up some points as we saw yesterday or last week, I should say against Florida A&M. But Sean, you and I talked about it. Look, North Carolina is a team uh, that Florida A&M was able to move the ball on them with relative ease. And I think, you know, Appalachian state, they've got that tape on North Carolina. Uh, It's actually advantageous. If you go back in history, Teams that are playing their first game against teams that have already played a game—it's actually a leg up for the teams that have not played a game. So they did get a little tape. Now I know UNC didn't open up the uh, the playbook necessarily, but I do like the boys from Boone uh, on uh, on Saturday. And then one other one that intrigues me, guys, is actually on Monday night. It's that Clemson Georgia Tech game. Georgia Tech's a team that I faded this year, guys. Uh, took the under three and a half wins. And I think Clemson on an island uh, after last year with just a horrible offensive showing, right? I think this is an opportunity on that uh, national stage to to put it on Clemson. And and Sean, I know last night uh, you had a great call with Tennessee laying it to Ball State, uh, and you know I said, man, I should have played the first half. So I played the first half here. I laid thirteen with Clemson. I think they're going to come out, going to have something to prove. This is a neutral site game. There'll be more Clemson fans at Mercedes Benz dome or whatever they call it in Atlanta nowadays. So mm-hmm. I think Clemson goes into the locker rooms, at least up to touchdowns. So I'm going to lay it with Clemson. Cause I think they've heard a lot of criticisms. Davos heard about, Hey, you, you know, Tony Elliott's gone. Jeff Scott's at USF Brent Venables is gone. He's at Oklahoma now, you know, maybe it's falling apart there at Clemson. I think he's going to want to prove something to Georgia tech. So I expect Clemson to come out, buttoned up, Ready to go, and I'll, I'll lay the thirteen in the first half with the Tigers.
0: All right, Tim Murray's plays week one, ready to go. I was listening to the, the College Football and College Football uh, podcast. You and Matt Humans drive it in, so uh, very actionable stuff. I yeah, I couldn't believe Humans is actually he's in on Notre Dame. I know you are scared to death of that game uh, tomorrow. Did you in at seventeen. Did you see and a half.
6: Aquaman getting off the bus today? I mean, goodness, Mark has been lifting every day since he got the job.
1: <laughs> he is, uh, yeah, he is. Uh, he's a big boy. By the way, we haven't mentioned the. Infamous cigar bet tomorrow oh. at four o'clock Eastern. Oh, Florida down in Tampa, Florida.
6: Florida outright. USF no. outright. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: both. Of All them. right, so uh, yeah. well, I yeah, I don't really care about Utah. I've kind of changed my mind on that one. But uh, yeah, we got two <laughs> cigar bets on the line. I got Utah straight up, and I've got BYU no points just straight up against the fighting Jeff Scott's of South Florida.
0: Wow. Wow. Let's go. All right, Tim, enjoy your time with the family there in Indianapolis. I love it. Week one, two cigar bets already. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a great visual and image. Thank you, Tim. We'll see you back on the show on uh, Monday as we continue right here on Prime primetime.
1: This is Prime primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VEASAN, the sports betting network.
0: It's football season, and bettors know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VEASAN, and now's the time to become a VEASAN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro guides. Only VEASAN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up early, and for a discount at $175, you'll receive both guides and full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month. And see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Our normal host of the show, Tim Murray, was just on with us. I'm Ben Wilson. Back in for Tim. It is a quickly filling up Circa Sportsbook Studio here in downtown Las Vegas. Back with uh, Sean King. We're looking at some of the games that are underway already. Two of them on this relatively short Friday night college football card Votek seven nothing lead, but you've been a little bit concerned with what you've you've seen
6: yeah, so far on the like, line of scrimmage. Uh, there's not a difference in level of athleticism from the ODU players to the Votek players, especially when ODU's on defense. Like so, they've obviously done a good job recruiting there, but I do think ultimately Grant Wells. You know, will be will be the deciding factor uh, in my favor. Uh, Virginia Tech currently holds a 7-0 lead. Again, this was my cash in with King play of the day, VodTech minus six. So, ooh, got off to a good start. If you guys bet the Michigan State-Western Michigan game in the 0-0, looks like Western Michigan's about to attempt a field goal to take a 3-0 lead the Palmer Domski. Yeah, the in-game <laughs> live line right now is Michigan State minus 13. So if you waited, if you like Sparty, you're getting yeah. about a touchdown difference, you know, already in this game and it probably just got a little lower because Western Michigan made the field goal. What the hell a name. Parker Domski
0: bangs in a 27-yard field goal. 10 play 66-yard drive for the Broncos. Three nothing there in East Lansing. Uh, just waiting for this new line to pop up and I'm seeing uh, at least right behind us, Sean, at the uh, circuit, it is Michigan State minus 14, 13 and a half and a couple other shops. And that is especially when we talk about week one, mm-hmm. while, while we can you know, evaluate the line where we think it should be higher or lower, at the same time, we don't really know anything about these teams until you actually see them take the field. I know that's a lesson you, all, you always talk about. And so for week one, especially if you like Michigan State and you you still are of the belief though, okay, getting off to maybe a slow start, you are working through some new things with a lot of transition on that team, a lot of returners on the offensive side of the ball. I don't know if this is the point you jump in if you want to see more out of them, but it, you are
6: getting now more than a touchdown discount here. Like you said, yeah, you are. And I think that's just one of the advantages. You know, if you don't feel super strongly pre-flop, you know, I have friends, you know, at my high-end cigar lounge, they mm-hmm. only in-game bet. Oh, Really? Yeah, oh, down to only in-game? Yeah, they don't do any pre-flop wagering. Um, so, you know, it's kind of a different, Atmosphere, You have to be ready to, to push place bet because right. it changes, you know, first down, incompletion, you know, you know, everything changes those in-game numbers. But a lot of guys think that's what the value is.
0: Up to 14 and a half. I'm seeing it to bet MGM. I think, that too, the interesting thing about in-game betting that I like I found you, you kind of have to find a balance with is how many books you want to shop with. Because let's just say you're talking a normal NFL game. You, know, you can take your time you can go through 10 12 books however many you have in your jurisdiction you want to see where you can get the best number if you want to prop where the yardages are, are differed but in in game you've got you know 45 to 60 seconds yeah. max so my thing in trying to figure out as better has always been all right i obviously want to have outs to begin with but how like realistically how many books am i going to shop in game because you know there's going to be some volatility and variability but How much of that do you sacrifice just trying to get a bet in there? So I
6: don't try and and jump back and forth between apps. You don't. You just stick with whatever app I decide you know to to utilize for that particular game. I roll with it, and if I don't get a number that I like, that's the great thing about live wagering. You can wait. Just wait. You know, three minutes from now, you might have something that you love. You know, but you know, the opposite side of that is, you know, if you don't, you know, hit place wager when you have it, you know, it could, you know, change quickly. So. uh, I try. I don't. I don't do a lot of shopping. I kind of just okay. pick an app, you know, for that particular game, and I'll wait. And, right. Because
0: I find yeah. a lot of times, like I'll maybe shop four to five, but you know, you get to
6: like in for in game. Yeah. Yeah. I never get a bet in.
0: Well, that's so I, but I yeah. do it where if, like, cause I, you know, you got I, multiple pull down windows. Yeah, and, yeah, pretty much. But, like, it's one of those deals where it still
6: changes so fast. I
0: only know if it's in a specific range that I'm even going to be shopping. Right. But a lot of times, what, what happens is because I know certain books will have different juices right. and some will, you know, will try to charge you yeah, a lot. Well, some and will I,
6: be trying to get an extra five, 10 cents. Exactly. Cent. Yeah. So I,
0: that's just what I want to see. I got you. And, but a lot of times, too, even in that small window, you see a bet come in. And it it
6: moves a point point and a half almost immediately. So the, because guess, the limits are usually lower, I, guess, I guess I'm just an OG. You know, I still, <laughs> I still write I still write handwritten letters. So you know, I yeah, I write handwritten I, letters. I still have an Android. You know, I still have a hotmail as my email. So, like, uh, you're not, a, you, you, you at least got past yeah, AOL. Not, not I don't AOL, have okay. like 54 drop down windows on my, <laughs> yeah. as he looks over. Right. right. It's, it's hard. It would be, I have, it'd be uh, harder about for 12. me to utilize your approach. I'm not saying it's the wrong approach. I'm just saying it'd be harder for me yeah. to utilize.
0: It. I just think that's as we get in now to the, you know, especially tomorrow. And I think what we've seen from the start of this college football season, it's probably been good just for betters from the the prep standpoint of, mm-hmm. you know, you have these seven, eight game windows where, yeah, it's not total overload yet, but it is – that's what we have to be talking about right now is getting yourself mentally prepared for a Saturday like tomorrow where you're going to – I mean, there's going to be so many games and trying to figure out just, – just figuring out your own sweet spot as a yeah. better. And, and, like, what and, you want to be and doing? And I have an game.
6: idea what I like to – well, not an idea. I know what I love tomorrow. So, uh I mean, absolutely. I love uh, Florida. I love Florida State, and I love App State. So, those bets are already in for tomorrow. Yeah. And then I'll, I have some other things that, you know – I, I like a little less, you know, that I may play, I may not. But, you know, I'll only in-game bet the games I'm watching. You kind of, because you right. You so, and I are
0: both of the same belief. Yeah, so it I, doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, In, you, you, in-game betting games just based on numbers and when you're not watching, you can't, I've, you know, one, I've never one, advocated. One
6: of that. my old homies told me one time, you can't bet everything. You can't, you can't bet, bet them all. You know, yeah. and this was applicable to horse racing. You know, you're trying yeah. to put a ticket together for a pick five or a sequence and you, you can't bet every horse in every race. Like the ticket costs too yeah. much. So it's the same way, you know, in game betting. You can't bet everything in game. Find something that you feel strongly about and attack it.
0: Uh, Old Dominion on the drive. They, this is their third drive. Two punts for ODU to start. Tech, a touchdown drive, a sandwiched around two punts as well. So yeah. ODU got a go uh,
6: passing interference
0: call on third now. And they will throw incomplete on second and long. So uh, sets up a third and long there. Seven nothing VOTEC right now, laying about, uh, seeing in the market 10, 10.5 10 live at this current juncture and Michigan state hey if you if you waited you got the discount down to 14 to the house for sparty it was interesting. Uh, a little little slip past there into because
6: the slot. at z at 00 it was 13 and a half and then western michigan kicked the field goal to go up 3-0 and the number went up to 14 14 and I think a half.
0: I think because of the proximity they were on the field mm. books were just books were baking in the score at that point that's gotcha. what I would have to, and it I think you're kind of you're picking a middle ground there because if they score a touchdown, then you'd lower it a little bit, right. maybe a point or two. If they kick the field goal, you take it back up a point or two. But uh, Sparty wastes no time. Peyton Thorne uh, with the touchdown there. Six play, 75 yards in under two minutes to Jeremy Bernard for 44 yards, 7-3 Sparty, and they are up to 18-point favorites. So that's how quick these things can change uh, in a in a lightning flash right. as so, well. You um, know, it's amazing.
6: So, you know, uh, Pro point. Pro tip. Pro tip. Pro tip. These and pro tip. Yeah. You, you, live betting, you have to make quick decisions.
0: And I think that that discussion between how many outs do you balance versus mm-hmm. just trying to focus in on a number and getting the bet in—that to me is the biggest takeaway. Yeah, so there's, a, there's a lot of different ways you can do
6: it, and you so got to find what is your general preferred method of going about it. So I'm a kind of per, I'm the kind of person I've said this multiple times. I'm, I'm not a, a lay big juice guy. So yeah. when I'm live betting, I'm probably 40 cents is as much as I'm going to lay. Oh, yeah. So everything sure. that I'm looking, I'm looking for, you know, that kind of a wager or better. So- yeah.
0: I would say 125 is usually my max in
6: general, but... If you know, if Like, you, there might be something that yeah. you just love, like the flow yeah. of the game, you know, and it's like, I know they're going to cover it, you know? So you might jump Maybe. on that one yeah. big time, yeah, but.
0: anyway slash pro tips for all of our different pro tips. You can search by sport and by show, a really cool feature for our new, uh, for the VEASAN pro subscribers there, uh, VEASAN.com slash pro tips. Uh, real quick here, we have this fade or follow segment. Some big old bets coming in at BetMGM. Let's just rifle through these, because I know you've got takes. Uh, we've got a $10,000 bet on... Ohio State, 6-1. to That's to win uh, 60,000. These are for national championship bets there at MGM. That's a solid bet. I Look, I think it's a pretty decent number as well, based on all the movement we've seen this offseason on Ohio State. Did you make this? 2,000 on uh, USC at 35-1? Uh, no. A,
6: that's a smart bet.
0: You didn't make that. Okay. What about and what about NC State or that's throwing away money? I'm not even going to
6: mention UTEP. What? Why is that even on? The... Yeah. <laughs> I think the NC State bet is throwing away money. You but think it is? If I was a Wolf Pack alum and I was a guy that really bet, I mean, I'd rather have the ticket and they not win than them win it under with some miracle year right. and I not have it. If that makes sense, I,
0: no, I get your point. Right.
6: Just to, to add some, you know, framed right. ticket to your house. It's like me putting You've... a twenty dollar ticket on Tulane. Yeah, to win the national just to, championship, just a half. Right? It's totally not realistic. Like to win the AAC, uh, that wouldn't shock me. It surprised me, but it wouldn't shock me. But for Tulane to win the national championship, like, would? I mean, UTEP yeah. at a
0: thousand to one, that should be a million. to yeah, win. I mean, one, yeah. UTEP, who, UTEP is fifty to yeah, one on the money line f- just tomorrow. Right. Just tomorrow. Are you? Are you, uh, you lay it with Oklahoma? Brent Venables' debut, Lane yeah, thirty UTEP's tomorrow. UTEP's not winning that game. Are they covering though?
6: Yeah, That's what people want to know.
0: They were sh- shut out at home last week in the second half by North Texas. Not a great way to start your Not at all. season. And Grant Utah. Wells
6: just threw an interception for Virginia Oh, Tech. no.
0: Grant Wells picked off. Still 7-0 in Vautech, but Oh Dominion has the ball back. Final minute of that first quarter. We'll preview some of the games starting in the 8 o'clock Eastern window on the other side as we continue right here on Decent Primetime.
5: Zumo Play. Zumo Play.
6: This
1: is v Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on v the Sports Betting Network.
0: Bet MGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with Bet MGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at Bet MGM, you can earn Bet MGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your Bet MGM points into MGM Rewards points you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We are into our... Final five segments on the show, Veasan Prime Time. They're ready to go inside our Circus Sportsbook studios. Week one of the
6: college football season.
0: Uh, I wonder if Sean King, are you are you trying to hedge out of this uh, no, Is that No, I'm doing? not.
6: I thought I <laughs> sent my plays for tomorrow oh. to our producer oh. Britton. I think I'm actually oh. going crazy and losing my mind.
0: <laughs> Can we just frame, just just keep the three second clip of Sean saying that it's and ridiculous. just have it on yeah. have it on repeat. For, for the rest of time. Uh, we'll, we'll show them on the bottom of the screen here, at least for this, because you do have some plays for tomorrow that we're going yeah, to get into. But
6: but you were thinking during the break, maybe no, you, like, you're not. I saw myself, like, put the text together because yeah. I sent my plays yesterday. And you just and them. I thought I sent them for Saturday. I don't know. Maybe check your hotmail. I don't know, man. <laughs> Dave, no hotmail <laughs> slander <laughs> allowed, man. I, I'm not Nine. I'm
0: taking fun of hotmail.
6: No hotmail no slander hot... allowed. Thanks, by the way, to a Brit Ness S, our setting
0: producer uh, behind the glass. Uh, Nick, uh, technical director tonight, Jeff, helping us out on audio as well. However, uh, we are looking at Old Dominion now into the red zone. They'll have a third. Actually, they will get forward progress. So first and 10 for ODU at the VATEC 12. That's why I brought up. Were you thinking maybe uh, hedge I just, out here? I, I'm,
6: I'm shocked at how Old Dominion's offensive line is dominating this Virginia Tech front. Now, Virginia Tech has the lead, which I'll take it, but... If you wanted to, it's seven and a half. An, an ACC right school now. that's supposed to be top of the line, they shouldn't be getting yeah. out physical on the the, uh, the 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 interior line of scrimmage, like either side. I get it. So it's a scare.
0: Seven and a half, at least right now. And again, the books kind of you're splitting the difference here, whether that's a field goal or a touchdown that ODU gets. Uh, At least like on the ground, averaging just shy of five yards of carry so far, uh, Old Dominion. So they've been, uh, they have been very efficient on the ground. Hayden Wolf just four of eight, 18 yards though. So this has mostly been a a ground and pound attack, at least as of this, uh, this moment. And that's going to continue ground and pound. They will pick up seven yards there on second and long. So third and two coming up inside the five for ODU. Sweat will continue here for Sean. We're going to get into our preview as well. We have one game coming up here in the 8 o'clock Eastern window that will start in about 15 minutes or so. Illinois uh, in that late-night matchup here. Illinois-Indiana there from Bloomington game is a pick 'em or one right now. Indiana favored in that spot. We saw how good Illinois looked last week. We did. Betting market just... Talk about one game where like the public steam was overwhelming and Illinois from eight, eight and a half, all the way up through 14, 14 and a half big stop for you, by the way, third and two for Tech, going to hold them to a field goal. Uh, that helps, but all that movement for Illinois, and then they just whitewash Wyoming, blow them off the field, it, especially in the second half when the bodies kind of wore down there for, so for the in Cowboys most power
6: rankings, Wyoming's kind of bottom 5% yeah. of the teams in the country. So that's my I question. How say, much of an I,
0: overreaction? I, I think, would you if say? I'm not
6: mistaken, Illinois won five of the last eight. After getting off to an uh, after beating Nebraska, they kind of you know had a rough little stretch there. Mm-hmm. But I don't love Illinois' quarterback play. Um, but I don't know enough about Indiana. You know, a lot of experience graduated on Tom Allen's defense last year. Uh, no Michael Penix. You know, he's left for the NFL. And so it's probably a game I'm just gonna sit back and watch. And and learn, you know, information that I can use moving forward. Or if something jumps off the screen, you know, once you know the show ends and, and I'm watching the game, then maybe I'll live bet it. But I'm not running to the window to touch that game pre flop.
0: Not not running to the window. And it, like Illinois team, they won four of seven to end the year. Got four to five of seven, wins. Not five it was, of eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brett Brett Bielema's first year in charge. So I always just wonder though. Like you, you come out, you absolutely blast the team who was viewed to be pretty weak in Wyoming. You had a ton of guys they had to replace and it just does do the power ratings potentially react to that early performance as a result and you have an indiana team who you know kind of similar to illinois in a rebuild mold but it was an awful season a year ago trying to get back to respectability if you think about how good they were in the covid year in 2020 so uh, you could say question marks for both of these teams, and it kind of comes into some of the misconceptions, and we've, if you listen to our VC College Football betting podcast, we talked about this this week, uh, Tim did with Adam Burke and with Matt Humans. this whole thought where a lot of people have of, okay, that team we saw in Week 0 who plays, they've got the leg up, right? Because they, they've got the game under their belts. They play the team who's, who has not had a chance to play together on the field. We've seen throughout the years, that's kind of a, mis- of a misnomer. That team who has played a Week 0 game, and mm-hmm. they play a team who is off in Week 0 uh, to open the season they're only covering it about a 44 percent rate and I'm not one to look at just raw trends like that and say oh well you got to fade this team because it's 44 well, percent inf- that tells us information
6: yeah it's yeah, not, a, it's not a, li- a good
0: thing right not a black and white thing though yeah. that these teams are just going to come out and be like oh because we have a game under our belt we're certainly going to be in a more favorable
6: spot uh, absolutely and I think it a good better you know someone who's trying to continually evolve continually mm-hmm you know, pivot based on the market, you know, based on the options available. You know, you look at these kind of things because human nature would be, you know, before that statistic was brought to, you know, my attention, my Tim, and now reiterated by you so eloquently, uh, Ben, I would have assumed that the team played the the game before had an advantage over the team playing their first game of the year. I would have too. And as a former coach, the big thing is you still have some guys, you don't know what the lights are going to do to them. You've seen them do it in practice but you don't know, you know, when we get in the game, you know, because nerves play a factor. You know, people, you know, have out-of-body experiences sometimes yeah. when it's time to perform. What well, they call it, stage fright in the entertainment business. so some of these, you know, young men, it's a big stage. So some of this stuff you don't know. That's why I'm a big advocate. If you don't feel super strong about, you know, especially college pre-flopped and just wait and, and, and live better than game.
0: And you're at least your inkling early on probably the one thing we talked about in game was your Michigan State thought a team laying a big number who's going to have the athletic advantage in that game. Get down three, nothing. That line goes down to 14. Michigan State just scored again. Sparty's now up 14, three, although they give up a massive all. I think that's coming back. Big kickoff return across midfield. But looks like a
6: flag will bring that. And this is about, I just don't trust Sparty. Like, I I just, Uh, yeah, I I told you, I would have laid the number with Western Michigan and you could have had a nice juicy middle from I 22 to 14. Yeah, yeah. would have yeah, would bet Michigan State when they were 13 and a half. Yeah. You know, hope I up, hope it landed in the middle somewhere, yeah.
0: And I would say, so as much as we're a little bit cautious to proclaim Illinois, you know, this total, this team well, that I'm has totally turned Illinois, it around. That's well, all you've been. And, I'm not. Uh, well, I'm going to say, yeah. as much as I would love to say, all right, let's fade this Illinois team off of performance so they probably looked a little bit too good in, in week zero, Indiana's a team, my alma mater, Missouri, had this guy, Connor Baselock, quarterback, mm-hmm really, really struggled transfers out of that program. And now he is presumably going to be the starting quarterback there uh, for Indiana, 23 touchdowns to 17 picks in 20 starts, three years at Mizzou there for Bazelock and a uh, couple covered him heading into his first year as a starter. There were really, really high expectations. It didn't work out. And so, well, I have to think Indiana, they're not going to be as bad as a team that only won two games and went zero and nine in the conference for Tom Allen last year. But it's a lot to ask when you bring in a, an underachieving quarterback to a new program. You fire your offensive coordinator last year. You bring in a new guy to try to ramp up a new offense. So Walt Bell was a play caller at Maryland and and Florida State. Then the head coach at UMass, which did not go well at all. Mm -hmm. I'm just a little skeptical right out of the gates for Indiana. I think we're going to see some positivity as the season goes on. But it's two teams who are in situations that I'm not really in love with either one. And so if you, you know, this would be, and it's kind of why we're seeing a pick'em or Indiana minus one. And that's why it's an absolute stay away for me as well.
6: Yeah. When I looked on the stations app, it was actually Pick 'em. them. Um, yeah. That's what we're seeing. Most bet. Yeah, I didn't, has I didn't look on minus circle, one. Did you, I didn't look on circle. So I, I would circle a pick 'em shop, you know, pre-flop, you know, for lines and try and, and find the line that offers me the most value. You know, again, I, I'm a big Tom Allen fan, but he lost a lot on defense experience, you know, and talent. And you know he's a defensive coordinator, so I'm. A, they'll be sound, but you know what is the the level of athleticism that they have? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm.
0: five new assistant coaches too that brought in lost their their OC fired DC
6: also left I feel like for North this Carolina. Been like Illinois getting a field goal, and it's oh, closer to pick yeah. them, so it looks like the money's coming in on Illinois. But I don't trust Brett Bielema and those quarterbacks on the road. <laughs> I mean, so it's yeah. like ah. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it alone. You leave it alone. Yeah. Look at Sean King showing some restraint. Restraint.
0: You, you were you were uh, you've been in a couple of baseball picks tonight though. Pick the. Uh, I do.
6: I have uh, the Cardinals first five minus oh. the half, and I have Red Sox first five minus the half. Red Sox, Cardinals. and you hit a
0: no run first inning already. I we did. talked about the had I had Orioles uh, Friday.
6: A's no run first God. inning. Think about minus. Uh, Twenty-five cent minus one twenty-five. Wow, I'm a little surprised it wasn't that. Was it higher? When yeah. you think about
0: the? I mean, the A's in a pitcher's park now, like Baltimore. Dean Kramer, pretty good pitcher on the mountain tonight. So look at you! I'm um, just subtly cashing tickets, not even telling us about it. I had to. Man. I had to make sure that people were aware of uh, Sean King. I'm sweating at the US Open here. Pablo Carreño Busta is a game away, Sean. I don't know Let's that get is. her done. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Pablo, you haven't heard of it. Hey? Alex de Menor, Pablo Carreño Busta. I don't know. Uh, Serena is underway as well. That's the match everybody really cares about what uh, that is. That is a fact. We'll come back. Our number three of Vs in primetime coming up next. Serena up 5-4 in the first set. Let's go, Serena.
5: Sumo Play.